Hi, welcome to the Real Point Podcast. My name's Connor. My name's Freya. The purpose of this podcast is to examine good double features. So to take two films to find out what they have in common, where they differ, what their similarities are, what themes, concepts, ideas, morals that they all have in common, and to find out what works and what doesn't, and to find out if it's a good double feature for you. So listen to our podcast and enjoy. Hi, welcome back to the Real Point Podcast. I'm Connor. I'm Freya. And um, in in keeping out of a tone, I guess, we've decided to go for a slightly different batch of movies today than we normally would. Yeah, um, something a bit more easygoing. Yeah. Um, not the most intense or... No, it was it was relatively, and it made for a nice change of pace yeah. um, for the kind of movies we've been watching and the kind of movies we have to pick apart. So we kind of thought we'd go a little bit lighter. And I think we got more or less what we ordered. Um, yeah. I'm sort of still looking forward to talking about some of them in a way, actually. <laughs> um, one in particular I'm actually kind of looking forward to talking about quite a bit. Um, so we decided to go for a weird blip in popular movie history, and we went for Versi's movies, which kind of seemed to be popular for a very brief, yeah, brief flash in the pan moment. Yeah. Um, and it was a fun concept, you know, and these, was it 2003 and 2004? Yeah, so about a year, yeah. it, was, so it was a year's sort of era, they, they were big yeah. sort of... And I was only 10 and 11, and I remember seeing them more or less around about that age as well. So like... I've seen one of them. Yeah. I didn't see the other one until I was a bit older. Yeah. Um, but I watched one more than the other, and I was a bigger fan of the second one. Yeah. Um, and then realising that I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And how will that change? I don't know, we'll see. Um, <laughs> but we're going for Freddy vs. Jason from 2003, and Alien vs. Predator from 2004. Um, what's your relationship to either of these well either of the franchises so Freddy, Jason, Alien and Predator so um, AVP or Alien vs Predator was the first out of the two that I would have seen Yeah. Um, more so I, th- I think it was like my auntie was quite into like the Alien and the Predator films and I'd seen it at hers because she had that as a copy um, but personally the one that I've seen more is Freddy vs Jason mm-hmm. Um just from growing up um, obviously I'm a big fan of both sets of films um, but I feel like Freddy vs Jason's one of those ones that's a bit easier to stick on yeah like it definitely for something is easy going and in contrast know, to the other one that we watched in this double feature um, it was the easiest it was the most easily sit down and watchable yeah, one yeah um, not that like Alien vs Predator isn't but no. there is at least a little more seriousness to yeah it. there's a lot of tone um, yes and a lot of weird pacing between the two of them but uh, for me personally um, this is a bit weird but I've never seen a single Nightmare on Elm Street and I've never seen a single I know uh, I know I know that's um, crazy but like you know you understand it all well enough yeah like, you, you don't know, need if you've to seen... they're, they're famous stories so yeah. like everyone sort of knows who both of them are yeah absolutely like I have an, I have an inherent understanding of who the yes. characters are and what they're capable of so it's fine yeah. um, whereas Alien vs Predator um, obviously I'm a tremendous alien Fan. Yeah. Um, Alien 1 and Aliens um, are two of the best movies ever made. Alien 3 is still good. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Alien 3 is fine. Alien Resurrection sucks and I don't like the prequel movies Ridley Scott's doing now, but I've always been a huge Alien fan. Yeah. Um, Predator I absolutely love as well, but I'm not to the same extent. Mm-hmm. Like for I feel it's a lot of people, it's kind of like you are a Predator or you're an Alien yeah. type. Uh, I love both of them equally, um, but really my wild is like with Alien a lot yeah. more. That's the the one thing because yeah. out of all the films, I've I've seen all the Alien films, um, but I have not seen any of the Predator films. But that also has, in a in a funny way, like that has the the weirdest um, back catalogue of people working on them as well. Because yeah. it was um, oh, I'm gonna forget his name, 
by the guy who directed Die Hard directed um, The First Predator. Okay. John McTiernan. John oh, McTiernan. Okay. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. I've never seen Predator 2. Um, but then you also had the weird um, Robert Rodriguez directed one with Adrian Brody and Danny Trejo and all that oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that was course. a fun movie. It's not great, but it's fun. And yeah. also there's the new one that Shane Black came back to, which is uh, oh, not yeah. great. <laughs> but, you know, I love, I like the Predator. I like the style. I like, you know, the intention behind the character mm-hmm. and stuff as well. And I love Alien for the same reasons, if not for more personal yeah. reasons. I am... Um can't remember because I, I know obviously Alien um, do you remember when Alien came out? 1979 because I can't remember when the first Nightmare on Elm Street was um, I'm feeling it was 80s I'm not I sure. think it was 80s but I, I think Friday the 13th might have been beforehand hmm. um, I think that's quite an older story possibly yeah but um, yeah so they're all kind of older stories that everyone has grown up sort of to know the characters yeah. I mean even as a Halloween character, you've always got the sort of everyone knows who these are. Exactly, yeah. Um, and I think that's why they work so well. So even I mean, we can just talk about all of them sort of as a whole. Yeah. Um, rather than really, these aren't the sort of films to be dissected. No, no, <laughs> they're, no. They're, they're, they're not the most complicated sets of movies. No, but surprisingly, actually, after watching them back to back, there's individual moments in sort of each of them that I'm actually, I still sort of find myself being quite surprised oh, at no, with being, course, how, yeah. not like, no. not like super clever no. or like super charming, but just these little sort of things that just make it just a little bit more yeah. sort of palpable. I think, yeah. So, I mean, the the first out of the two that came out was Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of, not that, I mean, everyone knows both these sort of films, yeah. but I feel like this is especially for people in slasher films yeah um this was a huge thing and especially it's a very teen film oh yeah 100 yeah, yeah. so it's one of those films you know when you've got people watching a film as like a group of people or people on dates that are yeah. wanting to watch a scary film that's it's the sort of film they are going to go to absolutely um, like i'm sure the first time i seen it it was on like a dvd at a friend's house one night yes. like you know millions of years ago which which both the characters do follow that sort of like it is they yeah. are teen sort of horrors exactly. um friday the 13th obviously being a bit more serious um than friday the Friday the 13th. Yeah, I mean, from yeah. what I know about the sort of grand history of like... Oh, no, Nightmare, not Nightmare on Elm Street, not yeah. Friday the 13th, yeah. The, and the grand history of like Nightmare on Elm Street movies, I only kind of just sort of vaguely know that as they sort of get more and more onward, obviously Freddy kind of becomes a bit more of a caricature yes. in his own movies yes. kind of thing. Which is sort of bound to happen, especially because obviously the way Robert Englund plays him is with a real kind yes. of... It's, I mean, he's still happy to play the guy, which is oh, still yes, kind of endearing, no. you know what well, I mean? Well, like, Freddy vs. Jason is the last time he played. Not really. Yep. Well, when, well then, because they made the remake, and that was J- Jackie Earl Haley. Yes. Um, who's a great actor, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, but i actually never seen it. Um, and yes. I know they remade Friday the 13th as well. Um, but I feel like we should, we're not going to do no. anything in our previous episodes here. We're not going to go through Massive the entire story, episodes. like point, point no, to point. No. I think we're just going to vaguely breeze through it, but just bring up the things that we find interesting yeah. sort of along the way. And I guess if you want to get straight into it, or do you want to? Well, I was just going to say like, well, yeah, pr- 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 basically just get straight into yeah. it if you want. Yeah. Um, because and I, this sort of leads into the point almost immediately. Is Again, I've never seen Nightmare on Elm Street. I've never seen Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. any of them. And at the start, obviously it's 
sort of narrated by Freddy, but it's just a supercut of everything that's happened in every yeah, so it kind of catches you up. You yeah, have had to have watched, and you've all seen those scenes, like yeah. the TV one when yeah. <laughs> I'm the prime time bitch. Like you know, it's yeah. all there. Like you yeah, all the know the bed that. scene with uh, John Depp, or um, is it the one with like the weird? Is it the muscles coming out of the guy's feet? Yes. it's like puppet yes. thing. Like um, you know, you've all seen it. Like yeah, you've seen so it on it's a clip it, show. It breaks down the basic story, yeah. like the origin story yeah. for Freddy Krueger very fast and then later on in the film you've got Jason's yeah. origin story as well I mean both people as you say yeah. um, know these storylines but it's quite helpful to just have something at the start so yeah. it means that any audience can sort of watch yeah. it and they, they basically exactly because the... then you meet Jason straight after as well yeah. um, Jason immediately kills someone skinny dipping yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know the story kind of kicks off from there. So uh, I mean, one weird fact which I did find out was, mm. guess who was supposed to direct this film? Because um, this was actually directed by Ronnie Yu, um, who is an Asian director. The only other American film I think he has directed is *The Bride of Chucky*. Which um, which is quite looking ter- back in it, like especially when you say *Bride of Chucky*. I love *The Bride of Chucky* versus, as well. Uh, like, yeah, I I'm, really do. I'm but, not a fan um, personally. It's, um, they are very comical films. Yes, they are. Um, both of them. The commonalities are there. Like they definitely share some kind of style. Yeah. Um, after we watched Freddy vs Jason, I did sort of click with it because you'd sort of said it beforehand, and I had that moment where I was like, "Yeah, actually, no, that kind of makes sense. Actually, it has yeah, a style." He does, yeah. Um, not that I've seen any of his other movies, no. but this could have gone in different ways. So, hmm. guess who was supposed to die? No, who was that? Rob Zombie. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, but at the time he was obviously directing his House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, I forget that would have been quite, yeah. yeah. So he wasn't on board, but I think for what it is, it's like very, it's very easy watching and a lot of people remember scenes from this. Yeah, yeah. like, you know, more than anything, like, you know, although I watched it a lot when I was younger and we didn't watch, I'd, last time I watched it before, obviously, this rewatch was um with you a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. We just sort of had it on, just for easy going, easy going film. Um, and I always remember just individual sort of moments from it so it's quite sort of good to go back and sort of remember that this does have a bit of a plot which is a bit of a weird one yeah. but um, it does have a slight plot um, it does have a slight whereas, plot whereas uh, AVP has more of an actual it does yeah it has more lore um, and so even if talking about starts of the film so I mean, you get led into the story for Freddy vs Jason but with AVP it's not so much of a like a back you don't like they don't update you on what's been going no, on. No, not it's really. Not, no, um, um, it's they sort of assume that you kind of know. Yeah. Both stories. You have to have at least a basic understanding yeah. sort of going in. Um, but which this kind one. of tells a lot for. I mean, you can go and see Alien vs Predator without seeing any of the films and yeah, probably still enjoy it. Yeah. But I think they're going more for the audiences of both films that love both those films that yeah. were wanting to watch them, whereas Freddy vs Jason is more for a. A wider audience of yeah, like absolutely, teen, yeah. teen slasher movies. Yeah. And they're yeah. the more easily accessible of all sort of yes, horror of subgenres yes. anyway. And they yeah. make money, so. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, like, you know, so it's. But the, there's nothing really remarkable about the actual plot of Freddy vs. Jason. But the one thing that I did actually sort of pick up on, this is like pretty much straight from the get go. Um, you're kind of led, well, you're told um, by Freddy that he doesn't have any strength anymore because the kids have forgotten about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he sort of basically hires Jason. In hell, he says he meets him in hell. I think. I think um, he goes to goes to wake him up. Yeah. I think it is like goes to hell to bring him back, yeah. um, to basically do his bidding for him. Yeah. So that the kids can start believing in Freddy again, yeah. and so that they all yeah. think it's Freddy. And, um, and as that sort of 
plot point progress, it sort of turns out that it's like a conspiracy by like the the parents of like yes, all the, the previous town. victims of the town. And like uh, again, I don't know if that was ever a plot point in a previous movie, but I was like, that's actually kind of clever. Like yeah. you know, the way that they kind of make it into this weird conspiracy. Yeah. It's not like super fleshed yeah, because out. Part of part of the story obviously is it, he builds on fear. Yeah. Um, throughout all the films, so the only way you can really sort of stop that is by slowly getting rid of all evidence that is yeah. there so that if people don't know who he is then they can't really fear him exactly yeah. so yeah like it is a it's a fun setup yeah because by this point no one especially teenagers which is his main sort of go-to yeah don't know who he is so trying to find ways of yeah and obviously by bringing jason back which he uses his dead mother yeah, yeah. um as a mask for to to get him to, to come sort back. of ploy him to come back yeah, yeah. um which is uh, again, it's a, it's a fun setup, and it does it in like the first minute, and you get that like mm-hmm. long nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, it's, uh, it's super quite cut. quick. Yeah, especially quick to um, get the kills. Oh in yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Like you know, and especially because um, when he sort of essentially like tells him to go out, he tells him to go to Elm Street, and that's kind of like a fun, almost from the get go, kind of just kind of being like, oh well, you know what, we're gonna send Jason to Elm Street, and then also the film starts that way, but it yeah. also ends with them going Crystal Lake. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like it's not set in a weird place in between. It actually kind of mm-hmm. is feel like they're invading both. Because they are like both these, yeah. Because both these characters are sort of always in those areas. Yeah. So the the whole point of the films is to do with the people that live in those areas. Yeah. And also, it's kind of like Batman versus Superman, where it turns out that Gotham City is just across the water oh, yeah. from like yeah, Metropolis. Yeah, you can drive there. Um, but apparently, you can drive to um, Crystal Lake from Elm Street in yeah. a relatively short amount of time. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's um, so. Too that's long. fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then. Straight after that, it cuts straight to um, our main cast, which aren't really worth going into detail too much. We be actually writing this down. I couldn't remember any of the cast members' names. I do have some other the, names. The lead girl, Laurie. Laurie. Yeah, yes. I've picked up a lot of the names from a, for a good amount of them, but for for swiftness' sake, we've mostly just written code names. And by yeah. those code names, you'll understand exactly what we mean because there's no. You don't need to have. There's no standouts here. No. It's just yeah. a you know typical um, teen setup. Yep. Um, there's smoke at least in this first scene where we all meet them it's uh, a, no, well, a Kelly Rowland you yes, just refer to her Rowland. as Kelly Rowland um, there's a girl who smokes um, the main girl Laurie um, there's a jock who's an asshole and also just a dude who's an asshole yeah. um, and it's just typical stuff and then we get the paper thin plot um, with dead mother backstory all intact as well for her yeah. MC um, Kelly Rowland is not appealing at all She's not a good actress. No, she's not a good actress. Not that I, I don't know if she's done anything else, but she's awful. At she's this. very bad. Um, not that a lot of the actors in this are. No. I wouldn't say any of them are really good, but no. it's sort of that cast. You don't need them. Yeah. Really, to be incredible, um, and the only person in this film that I actually recognise is someone that comes in later on that's been in a lot of films. Oh, who? Um, uh, he is the sort of nerdy guy. Oh, wine. like I feel like I sort of vaguely recognise him from something. He's an um, underwater. Is he? Yeah. The nerdy guy. Mhm. He plays the guy that gets killed. Everybody gets killed in this. One, the, the, the one with the suit. Hmm. The suit scene. No, he's the one at the end that's getting the last end that's getting dragged. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. Right. Really? Okay. It doesn't matter. Need to watch underwater again. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, he's been in a lot. But okay. anyway, sorry. Um, I don't know, but like you know, the cast is unmemorable otherwise. Yes, they're they're really not very. They could have replaced him with any other 
actors and it wouldn't have made it much of a difference yeah. at all. Um, but more than anything, like they serve a purpose. I don't find any of them, like apart from like Kelly Rowland's bad acting and stuff and just bad acting across the board, it's not like they like they serve their function. They're fine. Yeah. Like, they're not that irritating, which is fine because a lot you watch a lot of these movies and the main characters can be really really irritating. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are kind of for the most part, but just hopefully on an offensive level. Yes. Um. It's funny we were talking about like each of these films kind of have a setup like other f- films. I mean, with Sasha films, you could literally most of the setup is yeah. similar to any of these, but it kind of. Um, and then a Halloween, a Ween-esque, yeah. like the town knowing about the killer, trying to... And there was another one as well that I was going to say. That scream. It, oh, and it is, they've got like a scream, but that is just a basic, it is yeah. a basic. But you said that when we watched it, but it is even like to the point that like one of the other characters, out of all the characters, um, is the cop. Um, good cop, Yes, sort of. yes, the one um, that the rest of the cops don't really trust yeah. as much, but kind of like Dewey and Scream. Yeah, and I kind of thought about that initially when you said that, and I was like, I can see that, yeah. And even just the, like, the sort of, although we're not there very often, like, the high school setting is a bit weird. We're only there very briefly after, um, well, after the first Jason kill, which is yes. right at the start, shortly after introduced these characters. It's a, which bit, a great kill. It's like, a great I, kill, It's yeah. the one that I remember at the film the most, um, which is, like, it's a folding... Bed. Folding bed. Yeah. Um, and the one of the main guys is lying face down on it and gets stabbed through the back and then yeah. they fold the bed up. It's great. It's great. Um, and it's real good fun. But then obviously because he died, everybody's all the, all the rest of the main cast are quite sad and they still go to school anyway and they're all crying and like <laughs> it's still like I don't know like a medium shot like or mm. almost almost close up enough that you can still see that all the people in the background are just staring at them as yeah. they like have their like, own personal yeah. like they are the um they're the extras they're not the main characters <laughs> like, yes and it's very weird i don't know why i completely forgot this off the top of my head um but you've got as well the cigarette girl mm. who's his girlfriend was completely snubbed cast in this film because you haven't seen the film but um she is the lead in ginger snaps oh is she yeah all oh, right i've never seen ginger um, snaps which actually robert england said he was so excited to work with her because oh. he was a big Ginger Snaps fan. Um, which is, it's a huge cult classic yeah, yeah. for horror films. But yeah, she, I feel like she was quite snubbed in this. She didn't really get much of a role. Not mm. that her, her character has much of a role. No, not that any not. of the characters have much of a role. But. Unless, of course, you're Laurie and the love interest. Which is um, presented and introduced in possibly the most obnoxious kind of way where... Um, Kelly Rowland just try to get Laurie, the main character, to sort of date someone, yep. but it's this weird jock guy who turns up at the house on, in the first scene, and just flat out just like, oh, nobody can live up to the expectation of your fourteen-year-old lover, and I say, like, I wonder if that's going to come up, and obviously yeah. it does, and yeah. he's just as paper thin as the rest of them. He doesn't have a character outside no. of wanting to save her, um, which uh, is fine. But they she, all... she's the stereotypical. She's the virgin. Yeah, yeah. She's the the pure one they make a thing about her being a virgin later on as well yeah. um, which the... which is the setup for yeah. though. like as I said before the screen setup like the regular slasher films you've always got it's the pure virgin who yeah. who will survive like the last girl um, but yeah so there's not as I say storyline wise it's pretty apart from what you say it's like a conspiracy and then you slowly find out about Laurie's boyfriend is yeah. institutionalised. Um, don't really explain why, but at this point. Yeah. Um, they're all being fed the sort of drug 
which is called Hypnocell. Is that yeah, right? it's yeah. Pretzi's Dreams, which is so pre- some, I know. which is some movie bullshit. Right there. <laughs> like, it's just um, one of those things where you're like, I bet you're really yep. proud when you wrote that. Yeah, exactly. And it's one of those ones that they slip different bits into throughout the film, where you see this drug being used, yep. and other like the Laurie's dad is slipping Try, yeah. into her, her orange juice. Um, and he's a really sketchy understand. character as well. Yeah, because uh, when you meet her ex-boyfriend that's in this institution he says that he's worried about her yeah. because he's seen her dad kill her mum so at this point you don't really know what sort of character her dad plays in this yeah but most of the film is basically it's Freddy and Jason so you've got slowly people thinking this is back about Freddy Krueger mm. the police are still trying to cover it up so he's slowly getting a bit more power um, and I think it's mainly from when Laurie finds out about the police station yeah. his name um, that it starts sort of spreading again mm-hmm. um, and this is when you slowly like Freddy starts coming into the film a bit yeah. more because basically it starts as more of a Jason film because he yeah. is doing there's a big um, all the bidding but it's, it's sort of I think for both like the sort of individual sequences so like of a Jason and a Freddy mm-hmm. but I think they're they're quite equal and they balance them out quite yeah no well. they are yeah but um, it does start off mostly yeah it's, it's quite simple Jason stuff and it's like Freddy like he oh god what was it it's near the start when the guy who dies first his like weird friend is like out on his porch like being upset yeah. about it and Freddy tries to sort of attack him in shadow form on yes. through streetlights and stuff and it, because it doesn't work he actually says oh well like, I'm not strong enough yet um and so, but then just that comes straight after a scene where we actually still are awake because the the main character has like a dream sequence where she sees a girl with no eyes and she's like, "Freddy's yeah. not strong enough yet." So it's like we've established that Freddy's not strong enough yet. The following scene is the one with the street lamps and the jock guy, and he says, oh, "I'm not strong enough yet." It's like, right, we know. <laughs> like, right, so, and yeah, then it gets the there slowly and slowly. And same yeah. with Jason. More scenes come in and more yeah. Freddy scenes come in, and they all sort of escalate in quality. Yeah. Um, so like, apart from like all the police officers think that this is Freddy. Yeah. And it's only the one, this young new cop yeah. to town that suggests the Jason cases, which no one believes is yeah. is anything to do with that. They're just hundred percent sold on that's Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Which is kind of Freddy's point and that's a whole point in this is to he for him to get the notoriety yeah. for all the murders that have happened. So as he's like you have a big scene as well which is set in like cornfield or a field yeah, it's in a general cornfield it's sort rave. of like a rave with all these glow sticks and terrible basic basic rave music yeah sort oh of. god for, especially for 2003 it was it's just I, everything about this movie is 2003 yes 100 yes, percent. so you've got this sort of scene and you've got oh and by this point laurie's boyfriend's broken out of the institution oh yes of course so he has yeah, yes, yeah um to come save her um, there's a whole scene in the school where oh, his little friend terrible, like yeah. goes on about Freddy Krueger and this is how everyone sort of he's like you should make friends with coffee <laughs> yes yes oh, oh it's, it's very just, cringy yeah very cringy and everybody looks on everybody looks on like again yeah, all the people like, I know it's very dramatic but surely some people would still be going about their business yeah. like you know I know I'm a rubbernecker too but I mean Jesus Christ yeah. like so um, yeah by this point it's this this party you get introduced to the nerdy character uh, if you will say it or the door i've just noted him as the dork yeah um i could easily just call him millhouse van houten though <laughs> for like just how much just just a what the character is. is he's great i know um 
you get introduced to the stoner kids. Oh yeah, the worst uh, one. Who and looks like Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. He does. Like, um, which is weird the way they sort of introduce him. It's like he's standing in a like a queue for the port of Lou. Oh yeah, talking about. And he's like, oh yeah, like I heard that Freddy Krueger like actually rips you to shreds and stuff. And just as like the first jock boyfriend who got murdered girlfriend smoker girl sort of walks past and hears it and like hits him and he's like oh damn it like i said that at the wrong time um but then as they escape that cornfield rave scene at the end he's just with them and i'm like yeah. oh is he a part of the crew now yeah, he was like, just I in the queue for yeah, the toilet like, weird. like they just sort of join people on yeah like as stoner kid, uh, stoner kid and dork millhouse mm-hmm. tags along after that as well and i was like oh okay. so yeah there's this whole scene in the cornfield where jason comes hmm which is quite rad to be honest oh yeah that's pretty like cool that scene. Scene. but um just before that freddy is basically going after the smoker girl mm-hmm. um and jason sort of steals the kill from yeah. him and this is what fuels the the whole verse the rivalry the rivalry um whereas jason's just sort of like because jason's a character like he doesn't really care like it's it's not with thought for what he's, he's just killing off yeah like, exactly people. yeah um that's kind of like a Mike Myers it's just a I don't want to say mindless because it's not but it kind of is like a mindless monster yeah well, um, yes, he's like a golem like he's yes. obviously just like he can die no like, yeah and you know the joke being that if you do kill him he just comes back kind of thing yes like just how indestructible he's a force yes. of nature kind yeah of, yeah like, 100% you know. um, speaking of because um, this was originally supposed to be Jason versus Mike Myers yeah which would be um, boring which yeah the reason that they didn't do it is the characters are too similar um which is 100 percent they mm. are it would just be two of these same characters tackling people whereas like freddy's a whole other kettle of fish yeah. like when it comes and he's to like in a different realm and a different stuff. realm yeah which is obviously like a big part of this as well and like the rules are well enough like you know but they have their own kind of sort of lore in a way so mm-hmm. like you can kind of really throw that in there to sort of give it a little bit of flavor yeah. and stuff as well like you know like michael myers is still like a human being like you're kind of aware that he is actually just a psychopath kind of thing like jason's actually like a being from the afterlife yeah, con- yeah. yeah specter always coming back yeah. kind of thing um and that's just kind of a bit rubbish but like yeah. you know someone who lives in the realm of dreams, dreams and someone who yeah. just can never die is mm-hmm. kind of a fun concept so yeah and they pull it off well enough you know yeah. um also you have the the vice versa of like freddy is genuinely a horrible fucking person oh god yeah, 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 yeah was killed for being such a disgusting horrible person yeah and just comes back basically to taunt people after being murdered whereas yeah. Jason was killed himself yeah through neglect from the people who were supposed to be looking after him yeah um it's quite a sad sort of like child killed yeah. case like, that he comes back and Freddy actually takes advantage of that in the movie which yes. is actually quite so they quite are fun. like sort of polar opposite sort of characters at least for their deaths and their origin sort of stories are like completely different um, so yeah, so by this point, this is where the versus thing. You got this cool field scene where it's basically just everyone getting. Yeah, like, he just goes absolutely at it. Killed, gets set like on set on fire. And, got and like he throws a flaming machete at like someone, um, some yeah. big jock dude, and yeah. then um, he like slices a keg in half, and he like puts himself off fire. Yeah, so um, yeah. And it's just great. Like it's just all really good scene. Or even like what was it with the. Um, but the, this really horrible scene where a lot of on it too long but obviously uh, when the smoker girl's passed out having oh, the Freddy the dream there's the weird glow stick yeah, guy who gets a little bit weird yeah. and disgusting with her but Jason comes along and just kind of like whips him off it's like a big like he just flips him in the air with something isn't it like I can't I remember think it's, it's, it's machete was that machete yeah. right um, but it's great just seeing that fucker yeah. fly <laughs> like, it's um yeah I mean, like, you know, this movie is a lot of things, but I will say at times it is genuinely quite entertaining. Yeah. Like, and just kind of like a 
a primal cheesiness kind no, of way that really you can get behind quite easily. No. Uh, but that well, rave scene in particular is just yeah. a lot, an awful lot of fun. Yeah. Well, they did say they went through 300 gallons of fake blood on yeah, the set like, of the film, and it is completely like you because every scene. Yeah, is the effects over and the stuff are really fun. Scene, like, yeah, like they're really really effective, and they're like quite simple and stuff as well. Yeah. When things Most, get because even it just is mostly just blood splatters. Yeah. it's not even a lot of well. Too, Actually, speaking of effects, though, I did want to sort of just bring this up because I hate this scene, but I love it at the same time. Is uh, later on when they actually sort of Freddy and Jason meet for their first kind of fight, which yeah. is in um, Freddy's realm of dreams, because Jason's been knocked out at this point with some drugs, and he's um. Oh, he's so yeah, so this is after the psych ward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that fight's <laughs> it's really naff, and I don't like it. Oh, it's, um, this is it's pinball. The pinball Jason. stuff, and like, you know, Robert Englund is just like gyrating, and yeah. like, you know, doing these weird hip thrusts, and it's really just like, so out of nowhere, and even just the the sound effects are so over the top, and yeah. like, the it speeds up, sound. and the effects just look quite dated, yeah. and I'm just like, I really wish it wasn't there. Yeah, was... Like, I know that's kind of what, like, yeah. the later Freddy movies are kind of yeah, like. It's, yeah. But up until that point, outside of a couple of kind of dry horrible jokes like it wasn't really anything quite so uh, yeah. animated yeah which i suppose is like kind of like introducing like freddy how how he is going to be yeah to this bit i mean just before that bit as well you've got the the freddy caterpillar yeah of course ball. um that's also weird um just typical stoner movie stuff. You can tell this was definitely made for a teenager in 2003. I'm going to keep saying that. Yeah. Um, but there's another thing it brings, I'll bring that up if Rupert comes up again, but <laughs> it feels very of its time dedicated to the audience it was definitely going for. Yeah. Um, including the weird um, pot smoking uh, worm centipede yeah. that comes out. Yeah, because oh, we, we don't want to linger on too much of this. So it's... And then you've got the police officer that's helping him. Who gets killed off in this fight? Oh, he gets killed well. off so quickly. Um, he just kind of like, I mean, he's been in the movie for a while. They use a large part of the movie without him. <laughs> and then he sort of comes back and he says, oh, you know, Jason's, this is definitely the copycat killer from Crystal Lake. And then he just finds the kids immediately and says, right, I'll help you. Yeah. Let's go to the psych ward and we'll steal this we'll dream suppressing drug. drug. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this is all gotten rid of by the stoner kid who's possessed by a caterpillar Friday. Yeah which is just all a lot <laughs> yeah it's a lot and then so they have to leave this point and they come up with this plan that they're gonna they're gonna take jason to crystal lake yeah so that at least if he's fighting freddy it's, it's on, on an home, even ground yeah i think so it's, it's the home field advantage yes so um, you're you're at jason's place whereas like freddy's because jason's obviously asleep at this point and he's sort of in freddy's world so they're kind of at this point they're trying to keep jason subdued in the back of the car but keep him alive well freddy's obviously in this dream they've got laurie going in to try and get freddy out of it it's it's just all a lot in the back of this van and then you've got kelly rollins trying to give jason mouth to mouth because yeah, that's he's a, drowning in the dream because it's of freddy so bad like it's so out of nowhere <sighs> There, there's a lot of like out of nowhere like stuff in this but yeah that's it's just a bit it's not needed no um i get that people are like oh for shock value like it's you know like when this movie like wants to be funny it's not funny yeah um, so it's like the humor that i suppose for 2003 yeah probably absolutely. people would be laughing it all up oh, of course yeah um but some of it really hasn't dated very well no. um, especially that bit when like it's the it's, it's millhouse and kelly Rowland mm-hmm. in the back of the van and like jason's drowning and then uh, millhouse is like oh no i can't um do it i've got asthma 
<laughs> and so she turns to like Will driving the car, and he's like, "No, you have to do it." Like he's got asthma, like so sincerely, like not even like in a like. Just you're just, just gonna, you're have, gonna to, have to do he's it. He's got asthma, like that's it. It's end game. <laughs> oh, it's just oh, it's just so much, and so like they're trying to get past this point. Jason wakes up, so they crash the car. But yeah. by this point, they're near Silver Lake. So for Silver the whole. Lake. What? Silver Lake. Silver Lake. Oh, not Silver Lake. <laughs> Camp Crystal Lake. Silver Lake is a whole other film. Um, yeah, so this is kind of throughout the whole film, apart from this, the fight and the dreams, mm. Jason and Freddy haven't really been... It hasn't been about them fighting each no, other. No. It's mostly been about them fighting other people. Um, which I'm sure... Oh, I don't have the stats on like my phone, but there is like a, a huge kill count for this film, supposedly. I'd, I'd imagine so. Like, like it seems, people... Not, I can't imagine it's huge, but it's fairly like... It's it's I quite... It was, a couple of points, it's quite ruthless. Know, like, just check. Because there used to be... This was the, the time as well where when these films were big. They used to do videos of like the jump cuts of every single like, yeah, kill yeah. scene that's, in the that's still, film. That's still popular on YouTube. Um, like. I know. Um, but yeah, so they've got to this point that they're trying to get. I know that's coming up with the videos now. <laughs> it's like I just want to know the like amount. Um, that Jason's on ground. He's awake now, so they're trying to get Freddy out of the dream world yeah. and into the. Which I don't. I, I don't. Just, I don't understand how, how they. Like, how I don't does really that understand work? how they came to that. Mm-hmm. I was under the. Well, no, they they figure out that. Um, there's a bit where they all meet and when the good cop finally shows up and sort of tells the kids that he's going to help them they have a big sort of meeting and then the main girl gets a dream sequence again and she rips Freddy's ear off mm-hmm. but she's holding it in her hand when she wakes up it's in her hand uh, yeah. so the idea being that like they can sort of bring him back when she wakes up so like they knock her out so that after a certain amount of time she will wake up and if she's holding on to Freddy he'll come through Yeah. and then that's what what ends up happening and like Less so than the film we're going to talk about after this, but like, um, there's not an like you said, um, there's the dream sequence or fight scene, which is a little bit suit cartoony and over the top and involves pinball sound effects and it's a little bit cringy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the bit at the end is when they actually properly fight, like, yeah, one to one. This is actually, and fight um, scene. it's like when it starts and you kind of get a bit excited, it's kind of like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, like this is like, especially because by this point, obviously. The people, the people, the teams in this film—they're rooting for Jason yeah. because they think if if Jason wins, he's where he belongs, yeah. and he's not going to bother coming after them again. Yeah. Whereas if Freddy wins, like then he continues to do whatever exactly, he wants yeah. to do. Um, never mind the fact that Freddy is very obviously the worst out of the two um, as a person, um, not as a killer, but just yeah. he's just a horrible person. So you become like rooting. For Jason by this point yeah. um, I mean it works with both these films yeah it has a strong thing do, like that you, it makes a hero out of one yeah, of them right with one of them even though they're both bad characters yeah and I think it's it's probably layered on a bit thicker in their second film but I think yes. it works in the long run mm-hmm. um, you know uh, it's kind of hard to explain why but we'll try and figure that yeah, out as we go so, um, yeah, but that's why I think it works better. Yeah, so you've got you're rooting for Jason kind of at this point, and it, when it starts, you've got oh yeah, like they're finally going at yeah. it, and then Jason's sort of getting like it's quite quite good. We know it's quite even at the start. It's back and, then, and forth, and then Freddy sort of gets ahead and yeah. then manages to pin down Jason with metal rebars metal and stuff. Yeah. 
and knock them about with some big gas cans, yeah, uh, you know, big gas tanks yeah. and stuff. Um, and then so you're sort of kind of like, oh god damn! Like obviously Freddy's so over the top and yeah. he's so like laughing it all up and stuff. And then you get the one point where he tries to do something and then he can't. I think it's like a cart to go down to hit into Jason. Oh yeah, and, and, and he stuck. can't get to move. And that's the point you like see Jason like pull the poles out of yourself and yep. you're yet again like yes like you yep. know that final fight scene and they start fighting each other again and Laurie and her boyfriend at this point are just trying to get in a boat to go away oh they're burning the walkway because they're fighting the, on the, they're fighting literally like on the, on walkway, the walkway out to the lake yeah, trying to burn it to sort of help because Freddie was killed by fire and yeah. Jason was killed by water so out of the two like the fires obviously like Auntie Freddie she does she sort of get involved in the fight she does, uh, does not no? really no it only really kind of comes out in at the end where it kind of looks like Jason's won and then there's kind of like the aftermath and stuff and the two MCs are kind of like lying on the ground kind of like yeah. catching their breath and then you're kind of faked out because it looks like Jason's coming out from like the fire because mm-hmm. um, so it's just like a big leg and you yeah. can see the machete but as it pans up you realise that it's actually it's Freddy. Freddy and um, Jason's already fucked up his arm at this point and like ripped it clean off Yeah. Um, and Freddy you know, lifts the machete and he's going in for the kill really really slowly and then all of a sudden it's Freddy's hand that comes burst through his chest yeah. and Jason's like full on shoved his full arm into Freddy's yeah. chest which is great, uh, and it's it's a fun little like yeah, again, it's kind of like over the top. Yeah, and um, like I sort of said, how like it starts with Jason going to um, yeah. Elm Street, and then Fre- at the end, Freddie coming yeah. to Crystal Lake. It's kind of just that extra little touch where it's like Freddie was going to use Jason's machete, but Jason killed Freddie with yeah. his own hand, and that's it's, a uh, fun little thing that like you know it doesn't go too hard on like super fan servicey stuff. No, um, there are is. a couple of moments like I think near the start, there's a dream sequence where she's walking through the police station and there's like is it a missing per- missing, missing children's person, poster missing. and they all look around is that a thing from a previous movie I feel like it I is I think it might be yeah. I can't off the top of my head like it's been absolutely years but there's girls with the skipping ropes and stuff as yes, well and that's yeah, from previous it, movies too there is a lot in this movie that is like fan service towards like die hard fans yeah. so there's a lot in it which is good they kind of keep the, the storylines and they do refer back to yeah. the originals which is quite nice but yeah no it's kind of just like this this good little fight scene at the end yeah. and by then you don't really care about the main characters no. you only really care about Freddy and Jason well she just, she just get a good last line in like when she's actually about to kill Freddy full on where like obviously Jason stabs him with the hand oh, but she cuts yeah. his head off with the machete yeah. and uh, she screams something what is it like I'm, it's not I'm your worst nightmare bitch it's, it's oh, is it um, I'm sure welcome so. to my welcome to my nightmare bitch oh is it right okay because it's like I, here I am being like oh my god it's such a good line I no it is <laughs> yes of course because trying to use Freddy's lines against him yeah so yeah no that's like it's basically it's like not too long it's quite a nice short no film. just just short of an hour and 40 yeah um, it's quite easy breezy I mean obviously with these things you can't really expect going and just get a full on Freddy vs Jason movie you have no. to have the the pasty layer in between it that keeps it all together and sometimes it can go on a little bit too long with the kids and the back and forth yeah. and I kind of just want some actual things yeah, to happen yeah more fights and yeah, stuff yeah but, but for the runtime, like it's fine it was like, alright like they, they managed to fit in some storyline which they obviously wanted throughout this yeah, like, um, you know, it took the it took the plot relative, well, I say yeah. it took it seriously, but at least I can tell that, like, whoever sort of wrote it or whatever were definitely trying yeah. to scratch their brain as to why this would actually happen, and I think for yeah. the most part it's believ- believable yeah. to an extent. So, yeah, this, all in all, like, pretty good, like, feel, like, nice, easy slasher film yeah. to watch. I mean, it's fun. Um, one of the worst scenes in a film ever, um, Kelly Rowland's 
kill, oh, kill yeah. scene. Yeah. She's taunting Freddy Krueger, talking about how he probably has a small dick. Yeah, Jason has a huge just dick. That whole yeah, it's not. It's, it's not. Um, or Kelly oh, Rowland when so she cringy, when like, Kelly Rowland gets um, all weepy at the start when she's like, it's all messed up when like you know all her friends start dying oh, at the start, yeah. and she's just having this whole speech almost to herself. But everybody in school's still watching her, which is just super weird. Like I wonder if she's ever like rewatched this back. I don't know. Like, um, it does make you wonder. Like it's almost. I know like, it's the era of because wasn't it um. House of Wax was Paris Hilton mm. that was in that mm. around about I must have, I think I mean a couple of years after I want to say yeah. like 2006 but you know that Wax. was that moment that there yeah. was weird people trying to get into acting and stuff there's um, still always weird people oh, oh no 100% acting. there is always but, Timothy um, Chalamet's getting into acting he's weird <laughs> he's just weird like this <laughs> I was quite I was quite pleased with that joke actually <laughs> I, know, I thought that was quite funny <laughs> didn't look great but anyway <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, that's pretty much it. It's a good, a good sort of kill film. Yeah, um, like you know, especially when you go into movies like that, that kind of year, the one thing you're after is just kind of entertaining kills. That's kind of the yeah. whole thing. Like that's why, like even if you've not seen any of these movies, like me, like you've absorbed most of it through cultural osmosis because mm-hmm. you've seen videos of it, you've seen mm-hmm. clips of it, you're still aware that all these things have happened and sort of what yeah. their powers are and what the rules are and stuff, mm-hmm. and. All those kills and stuff they are they are entertaining for the most part mm-hmm. um again thankfully all the practical blood and stuff does a big help but there's a couple of little weird cg bits in there here yeah, and there yeah um but i mean it's, it's of its time and again of its time um music choices oh yeah oh it was like a lot of it we we kill switching until, gauge. Uh, until we got to the very end it was like this is sort of if you got someone and it was just like at this point please stick in a stereotypical rave song yeah at this point, stick in a stereotypical metal song or... A it's mostly st- just metal songs. No, I know it is mostly, yeah. apart from that rave scene. Um, <laughs> just basically any sort of one chucking in, like, a stereotypical one would be bit you. It's got, like, um, yeah, Kill Switch Engaged. Um, who else was it? I don't know. I just remember like, Kill Switch Engaged. I feel engaged. like I want to say Silosis. I can't remember if it's anyway a lot of uh, like metal bands in the yeah. era which uh, it reminded me of like the Daredevil soundtrack the ben it Affleck reminded Daredevil me of the Saw soundtrack I don't know I don't if you remember that but I remember the Saw soundtrack and that was of its time as well that was a lot of metal songs and some were actually made for Saw so. yeah it's weird um, but uh, yeah it's uh, it's um, definitely the the campier Yes. Maybe not campier, but like the the easier. Yes, the more free spirited one out of the two. Yeah. Um, for better or for worse, I've absolutely no idea. Um, and I mean, I just yeah, they're they're both like they're both good. good. I'm not saying like these are award winning like incredible. It's definitely work. not high art. No, but um, <laughs> you know, like if you're wanting to go in and just watch something easy going that makes you laugh. Yeah. Like, you're not the jokes and stuff, but just bits and it just makes. To sort of laugh at it. Yeah, um, then it's definitely like one. To, to think about yeah absolutely so yeah should we talk about our next movie yep. absolutely yep. I'm actually kind of excited yeah like this one I feel like there's maybe a bit more to talk about yeah um, like... this is actually kind of one of those sort of moments where I'm actually kind of glad that we're doing this in a lot of ways because it means that uh, this is the first time I've watched this movie in many a year yeah me too um, yeah I thought this was a great movie when it came out when I was a kid. I was very, very young. But that's just because, again, like any sort of 
young kid would be who's seen Alien and Predator would be, be like, oh, they're fighting now, great. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. um, as I got older, I realized that it's not a good movie. And now that I'm in my ripe old late-ish 20s, I can say now that it's actually pretty good. I like, enjoyed watching it's it. It's not, like, again, I'm like... I'm not saying it's not a brilliant movie, like, no. but it's... It's like, really I think like the fight 20... scenes in it are quite... They're fun. Yeah, like, it's 26% not Tomatoes, which I think is... A, like it's not a, it's not a good movie like I'm not saying that it's a good movie but I mean it is an enter- surprisingly entertaining and kind of some weird ways yeah. movie like I think it does kind of deserve a bit of a second look if you're a fan of this yeah, stuff yeah like it's, if you're not taking it too seriously like I get there's probably a lot of people fans of both the mm-hmm. both the films like I mean you are but you're not taking it too seriously but there's obviously people that would maybe taken it no I mean because like in a way like especially with Aliens obviously I'm a big Alien fan I don't like Ridley Scott's new weird prequelish yeah. Alien movies because it's taking Alien too seriously I mean like obviously take Alien seriously it's supposed to be scary and it is but um, you know the, the, the mystery of Alien where it comes from is the appeal of the original Alien movie for me I don't need to know where it comes from yes. um, and especially in the way that it's presented with like some kind of real godly influence like yeah. it's just a bit too much like it, it's, Weird it's Michael too, yeah it's, <laughs> it takes itself too it thinks too highly yes, of itself and I it's think, alien yeah. i'm not saying alien schlock but it can be and that's fine yeah, like, like no 100 percent. and i feel like this is it's fine for what it is yeah like, absolutely like you know it's it certainly sucks at moments and it's also quite long it could definitely be mm-hmm. done with getting a bit trimmed but it's because it at least has a little bit more sort of meat on its bones, yeah. mostly just in terms of character. The character work yeah, is still like quite the weak. Character, yeah, but it's better than obviously Freddy vs. Yes. Jason was. Um, like, which mostly just because of the main point. character. Yeah. yeah, like Freddy vs. Jason doesn't matter who plays what, and yeah. you don't really need any of them, sort of. Yeah. It can be, as I say, chop and change for anyone, whereas there's a bit more of even the, the, the first sort of, not the very, very first scene, which is like a, a kill at the very start. Oh, yeah. But then straight away it goes into sort of a whatchamacallit, like a like a treasure yeah, like yeah, a treasure like, hunter yeah. kind of movie. Um, it's like us building the team. Yeah, you son of got, a bitch, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, like each sort of team member being recruited yeah. for this thing. So you've obviously got from different areas who's who and stuff. Um there's a Muppets reference in this bit as well. Um Oh well yeah, quite early on, like, you know, so like the surprise it's Alien vs Predator but the start of it um, actually has a lot of fun referency kind of homage stuff to like Aliens where like you yeah. kind of meet the full team essentially there's like a, there's a place in the Arctic that comes up on some kind of satellite radar or something mm-hmm. and um, Wayland um, was, I think he he's called Wayland Bishop in this which is fun I'll explain that in a second um, but Wayland of the Wayland Industries of Wayland Dutani from Alien mm-hmm. um, is interested in this weird sort of radar blip thing that's located in the Arctic so they yeah. assemble a team to go and do it including like a sort of hard man security guy who kind of hires all the yeah. guys uh, who we haven't mentioned but this movie is directed by Paul W.S. Anderson yeah. um, famous for Event Horizon and oh, the I Resident Evil series Event Horizon <laughs> I can't remember what I feel about Event Horizon but um, without saying too much she is going to be uh, mentioned multiple times not just in this episode but potentially future episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah so it's again not coming from quality but the guy who plays the weird sort of security heavy type who recruits everyone um, also pops up in Resident Evil yep yeah. Um, so I think he's a bit of a staple of um, Baldwin yeah, Sanderson, I'm yeah. not sure. 
Um, but when the all meet and the team gets together, it's kind of like aliens, where it's like you get yeah. to sort of meet all the individual members. Like so there's How an archaeologist. There's a um, the main character. She's a survive, not a survivalist, but like a yeah, an explorer. She, yeah, a, kind of a, a tracker, explorer, kind of thing. Survivalist. A guide. And then you've got the scientist, yeah. played by Ewan Bremner. Yep. <laughs> Which is weird. Um, it's one of those movies though. Like he's in like so many random things. But yeah. then he's not good. Not. But I think he's like good. Yeah. He's fine. You know. And you stuff. know. But yeah, it's always nice to see a. <laughs> yeah, um, but the the gentleman playing um, Wayland. Bishop is obviously Lance Henriksen, who yep. actually was in Aliens. He was, funnily enough, he was Bishop, the android, yeah. at the end of Aliens, um, which is why he's called Bishop. Um, there's also a great bit where, um, obviously, our MC, uh, Lexi. Yeah, I think yeah. it is Lexi. Um, she is kind of adamant that she's not taking this team unprepared into the... Per- the yeah, because this, they won't give yeah. them the time to prepare the team. Yeah. And she says that that's impossible. Yeah, and when, he, when she goes into his office, he's actually playing five finger fillet with himself which is the reference to aliens as mm-hmm. well where he does the five finger fillet really fast um which i thought was just quite neat i was like oh that's kind of fun yeah. um and yeah um obviously movie has to happen so she decides to go anyway there's literally no muss no fuss <laughs> no. and they descend this arctic um yep. hole which um, they um just, be- <clears throat> just before they've got a glove that they basically set up how the film's gonna go very fast when she says that she'll give them three rules. So like the first rule is no one is alone. Yeah. Second rule is everyone has to communicate and third rule is no one be a hero. Yes. Which throughout this film obviously all of that has gone against yeah. pretty fast by the time they get down um the tunnel that has been dug overnight that yeah. they don't know. It's like it's it's a sort of weird moments like this I actually kind of appreciate quite a lot with this film is that um like you know the the entrance down to the weird pyramid that they well, discovered yeah, it's is a giant good. hole it's just a straight hole and you can kind of see that like um it's obviously come somewhere from the sky whatever it is that dug the hole came from the sky because it's also knocked out like a perfect circle out of like some buildings mm-hmm. nearby and stuff as and well and it's like at a thirty degree angle yeah it's like a perfect thirty degree angle and it's like that kind of weird stuff that I just quite like weird sort of cosmic horror stuff where it's like suddenly a giant almost seemingly never-ending tunnel appears yeah. out of nowhere that leads to a weird pyramid under a bunch of ice that's the kind of shit that i like yeah and um you know you brought it up as well but obviously it has a sort of thingish vibe at the start yeah i think with the the sort of weird village that's yeah. been created round about here which obviously find out later on that it is kind of to do with the storyline yeah. this village that has been there over the years um it does feel very thingish yeah. like especially when you don't see straight away like the the first kill um it's obviously a predator kill but you don't see much of that no. and it's just sort of yeah no it's I think it's just it's an interesting idea for old. a setting mm-hmm. like you know because yeah. especially you think alien you always kind of think there's never really an alien movie set especially on earth or like planet yeah. side for the most yeah. part um, or sometimes so you definitely have to take somewhere that is not on an average yeah sort of scene yeah and for so aliens by taking, uh, for sorry for predators you try and mix up a bit with sort of every yeah. movie but taking something like in the antarctic which yeah. is 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 another place of the unknown yeah absolutely. like that they don't know obviously a lot about the same kind of a space um yeah no it's interesting yeah um and they descend down into that n- yeah. nearly facing an accident of wheeling um wheeling away mm-hmm. down the hole um, but then they just kind of get in no bother they set up camp um, and they get inside they realise that it is a pyramid that's yeah. a mix of all different ancient cultures so yeah. I think it's a mix of like Egyptian and Mayan I um, can't remember what else Aztec Aztec yeah. yeah 
Um, which is unheard of. So this is the first discovery for Wayland. Like, mm-hmm. he will be the first to discover this sort of temple. You see straight away some of the scriptures of aliens on the temple walls. Yeah. And predators, obviously, they don't really know about this point, And they're trying to work through the different languages to work out yeah. what the... And it was at the entrance of the pyramid um, to get inside it. There's a thing outside it, and it says um, to the only the only the chosen ones when may enter. enter. Um, it's just just briefly bring this up because I completely forgot about it, and I thought it was quite funny. Was uh, when they're on their way to actually go into the town and then subsequently into the hole. Um, one of the their ecologist guy points out that it's a full moon, um, but he says it's the hunter's moon. Oh, that yeah, that, yeah of course. Which is just yeah, funny a little bit. Yeah. About. A little. yeah. Um, and yeah, so like we sort of throughout the point of them kind of like getting going down the tunnel and then getting to the pyramid and stuff. Um, there's a lot of back and forth, um, sort of showing what the predators are doing, sort of as they're arriving. Arriving. And um, yes. so they're like suiting up, and you get to see like the sort of weird hollow map of like the pyramid and like mm-hmm. the structure down below it. Um, particularly the first time you sort of see it on the predator ship, and then it goes down to like a level that's like way, 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 way down below the actual pyramid itself, mm-hmm. and we get to see um the alien queen, which is. Yep. Uh, weird choice I'm not going to talk too much about it but what I did like immediately was um, just the kind of look of it like I thought it was really cool because mm-hmm. um, obviously they've got it chained up and they're it's actually the using it yeah, yeah, the, the, like, yeah the fact that it was frozen yeah and even just like this, the look of it as well just the way that it's like covered in frost and stuff mm-hmm. and it's all icy just yeah, really really cool. really cool stuff yeah. um, um, which I think there's a few bits in this that are just like they there's look a lot quite of stuff cool. like, that, like yeah. um, even the whole pyramid itself is kind of like a cool concept. Um, I mean, they slowly find out that the the rooms. Well, they find the weapons first. The oh yeah, they gets. find the um, alien. So they realise that there's some sort of. They keep making references to like hunts. Yeah. And hunt, and they realise that these are sort of hunting weapons. Um, they take them off. They're warned not to. Um, it's sort of booby traps, and it goes into sort of like an Indiana Jones esque. Yeah. Like all the walls are traps, shifting. Um, so the all the walls and the floors and the ceilings are like starting to move, and they work out that it's every ten minutes. It's yeah. Moves at a different level, so it's constantly changing. I mean, you've got other phones like Cube, which yeah. do this sort of this move so they they can't really work out where they are or the only one that can is the lead Lexi yeah who has a a compass sort of yeah she's got a compass on her and she's kind of uh, trying to work out where about when that first when the compass sort of got first established I was like oh here we go it's gonna be one of those things because she she looks at it just as they arrive and she finds that they're like northwest or something yes and I was like, oh, this is where the compass is going to start going crazy. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, where are we? Oh, we're entering some kind of electromagnetic field. Yeah. But no, she actually uses it as a use compass. Uses it as a compass, um, yeah. Which is actually such a surprisingly yeah, nice touch. Just, like. Yeah, genuinely the little things that do actually like keep into how yeah. you would genuinely work she's out. She's actually prepared. And she yeah. is like... I mean... Um, she is like, you know, again, like... She's not completely like three... She's not completely two-dimensional, nor is she completely three-dimensional, but she's somewhere in between 2.5. Yeah. Like, you know, she's actually just a really good main character. Yeah. Like, she's actually quite likeable. You don't, like... Yeah, you don't find out too much about her history. You don't yeah. find out too much about her family because there's other characters that... Um, like, the Ewan Bremner, the scientist character... He's going on about his kids. You, you find out he's got kids, yeah. and it makes you obviously feel for the character, especially when they're killed off. Um things like that but you don't get this for her you've sort of got she's there to do what she's doing yeah. and like that's basically it she's good at what she does um, so yeah they, so they're slowly obviously this is where they start getting killed off mm. by the aliens yeah um, 
because by this point the predators are on their way down. I think they've just sort of arrived. Like they've yeah, been, they, they, I think just shortly before like, the, the weapons, weapons got taken, stolen, they were definitely yeah, they inside by that, that They point. were like, what's going on? Well, they realised the weapons have been taken, so they yeah. sort of quickly try and get down. Um, so you, you see all of that, and then you start seeing the alien, aliens slowly. Um, you've got the, the face huggers. Yeah, they arrive well. pretty quickly. They arrive pretty fast. And obviously you have the, the sacrificial chamber as well. Yeah, where the eggs come up in. Which, yeah, where the eggs come up in. But what before... did you say this room was called again? The sacrificial the chamber. chamber? Yeah. And um, obviously you get the whole bit where you've got the people that have been sacrificed and they're like, oh, something's burst out. Burst into their chest or like taking something out, like their heart. And then you've got the woman that's like, that's not where the heart is. Yeah. And the, the bones have come outwards. So something's came out of them. Um, Obviously, like just like woo. just what happens is she's the <laughs> one of the first. Yeah, she's um, the first. Apparently, like you know, face hugging to um, actual chest burst or incubation time is quite short. Oh, these very days. short. Um, yeah, yeah. But I get, well, you know, you, you know, you can't. Yeah, they can't keep like yeah. the storyline isn't to go yeah. and that sort of the build up. It's more what's going on. In yeah, the... they're also like they're quite. Um, I don't really know what to say, but like they're quite um, short-handed with giving you the aliens right up front straight away. Like, they kind of yeah. let you see the predators more or less kind of immediately. Like, you know, um, they sort of turn up um, at the camp first and then, like, slay a bunch of the security team yeah. there. And then they sort of stand at the top of the tunnel and you can get them. They just come out of camouflage so you can see them. And you're like, cool, there's three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the aliens kind of get held off for a little bit. Like, you only briefly see the face huggers and then, you know, chest burster comes mm-hmm. out. You don't even really get to see the full chest burster. It cuts away immediately. And then it's not until you and Bremner and that guy who yes he did make that Muppets reference where the sort of weird mercenary guy called you and Bremner Beaker yes like, oh Muppets. that was it that was yeah. um, and it's those two that kind of get to see the aliens first and I quite mm-hmm. liked that bit where I think it was you and Bremner when he was looking down like the weird triangular hallway yeah because they're hallway. looking like all the different hallways and then obviously above yeah and, and it's like he's, it's just, you see the aliens are straight on but it's, it's just like the front of its head that's kind of coming out of the shadows and it just looks really cool yeah. like I mean, there's a lot of weird naff special effects going on in this movie as well, but you know, like at moments where it kind of wants you to look at the creatures and think, damn, that looks, it pulls it off. Yeah, like, you yeah. Know. It's, um, it's not like bad, like you were talking about like the alien prequels, um, like some of the effects and yeah. those are bloody awful. Mm. Um, but you yeah, know, it's like when they show you them, they, they do show yeah. them. It's the same with the predators. Whenever they do show you the predators, it's pretty cool, and you're yeah. like, oh, that's. I mean, there's still a lot awesome. of CG aliens in this movie, yes. but like the moments where it's clearly a, a actual prop or like mm-hmm. a costume or an animatronic, like although brief, is is appreciated, especially that oh, one where yeah. it's just kind of creeping out from the shadows a little bit, and it's, it's just menacing. Those enough. scenes are a lot better than yeah. obviously the the really. And CG it even gives scene. it a lo- it even allows it sort of time to do like stupid stuff that everybody just kind of likes, like the weird quivering lips thing just before its mm-hmm, mouth opens. Yeah. Just lets it like have those the little teeth, moments. Yeah. Like, just um, yeah, everything like all the little bits. And it's shortly after this. I I know we're probably skimming over. Well, we are skimming over the whole thing. Yeah, there's no quickly. point. There's a, it is. Like oh, this isn't really talking about like the history and no. stuff it's just mostly like how the films work yeah. and everything but we get our first actual proper fight scene kind of almost kind of immediately after this but mm-hmm. um where and it's kind of great like there's a little bit of build up to it there where obviously the humans are kind of running away and they run into the predators um yep but then the alien comes along and stabs one of them and it's just a whole fight scene and you kind of yep. think this this one predator in particular is a badass like oh wow this guy's really mm-hmm. taking it on um but it just goes on for ages and he's the one that actually ends up dying in the yeah. end um 
But it's so straight away you've got two of them, two of them killed off. Yeah. The predators, which you know because they made it very clear at the start that there was only three. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do kill the rest of them off fast, and at the same point, most of the humans by this point have yeah. been killed off as well. Haven't More they? or less, yeah. Yeah. Or at least the ones that they they think you think they've killed them off, but they're doing the cocoon wall thing, mm. so they come back later. Because I mean, that's kind of one thing I think is quite restricting to the story is like having such a small number of people means that the actual amount of aliens you can make is quite limited. Yes. Um, yeah, but they yeah. get around they it quite well. Yep. So I mean. The yeah, because obviously they need the humans to build them. So as you say, it is like creating less sort yeah. of aliens with the small amount of people that they have got. And the, um, like, apart from the one predator that dies off pretty quickly, obviously, the one other one being the main character and mm-hmm. the other one being the one that has the big fight scene and stuff as yeah. well. They get their use out of them, I'd say. More yeah, or no, less. like hundred percent. I mean, I mean, it is sort of they're trying to get even though the aliens are sort of there's there's more aliens by predators. Mm-hmm. Um, by this point they're trying to narrow it down to like the main predator the main woman that's yeah. in it um, and the sort of aliens are more doesn't matter which one they are yeah. like it's just sort of being used as that and th- this is at the point as well where you get the back to like the Freddy versus Jason the you're having to choose a side of mm-hmm. out of the two of them they're yeah. not anyone that's helping you really well not by this point they're helping you but you kind of had to choose what was the best out of the two to mm-hmm. sort of, and their knowledge of it is if if the aliens win and the predators die, yeah, then planet Earth is fucked. Planet Earth can be wiped out. Well, they don't know for definitely. They definitely know that a large amount of the population will be wiped out. Um, whereas if the predators win, then they go back, and it's yeah. not really. So they're kind of like, oh, well, out of the two, like you know, the predators are the better ones to go with to save the human race. Um, or even say, just to save us right now kind of thing yes exactly I mean so they, 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 they establish that and I think that again that's something that this has over Freddy vs Jason no no like, no that's what I'm saying yeah, yeah. It's, it's more endearing to the predator side of things because like yeah. even, it's established quite early where um, obviously Wayland gets killed off by a predator mm-hmm. and they sort of figure out that obviously because they're carrying these weapons that they've stolen from the predators are coming after it mm-hmm. they don't necessarily see the human beings as actual aggressors though no because um, there is that bit with Wayland where they yeah. aren't going to kill him yeah the predator they, decides they not to him, yeah he spares him see, no I don't I think he thinks it's pointless because he sees that he's, he's dying sick, yeah. so he's just like well, there's so no he spares him yeah. and then Wayland's like nah fuck that like yeah, him on and fire and he's like well no, you've asked for it yeah. now uh, so, I know it yeah, still kills so they him, are but... kind of like they're not interested in the humans really. They're just sort of getting rid of the humans to get to the aliens. Yeah. Like they're you know, um, there's a line that's like an enemy of my enemy is, is my, my friend. friend. Um, so she decides she's actually going to try and help and she's gonna she's gonna take the gun and give yep. it back to the predator. Um, and it works out in her favor. And this is when you kind of get this alliance. Yeah, they make a, a sort of bond almost. Yeah. Um, he gives her like, like a, a survivalist bond. Yeah. It's nice, um, like you know, and it, it works. It makes mm. sense, like you know, especially. It's not too cheesy, no. like. Given what you know about predators being that they are like you know a kind of race that honors like you know the kind of skills of the warrior and the hunter and stuff. And she like, is this survivalist. Yeah, like it's know? it's not much, but honestly, like it's. Uh, I keep saying this, but obviously, like she's not. It's not anything Oscar worthy. It's not like a fantastic performance or anything. It's not a, a super well written character, but it's just enough mm-hmm. to like really sort of get you invested to the point where you're like, oh great, like it, that makes perfect sense that this predator is working with this human being yeah. and they're going to get out of this together kind yeah. of thing. You've got that great bit as well where he like takes the head of the alien, and makes it yeah, into makes a it into a shield and yeah. gives her like a tail sword tail and well. stuff. Um, 
when you see them running through the yeah. tunnel. And he actually like he also like just takes time to show that obviously like they're blood acid, so he yeah, like yeah. puts it on the shield that doesn't well the head it doesn't do anything, puts it on the ground and it melts kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, little so things. So you know like it's for a reason, like yeah. it's not um So yeah, and then you've got all, all the the great bit with all the aliens running back to the mother as well, like retreating. There's like a lead alien sort of in yeah, a way that where gets like them to... the alien that killed the the really big bad predator. Mm-hmm. Um so I got caught in one of those like wire yeah, nets. So I just called it I just call it cross or something. Yeah, I just like, yeah, down the wires through on yeah. his head. Yeah. Um, which is kinda of fun. I quite like when sort of like they do weird things like that with aliens because so, 'cause they're all they all look the same, but yeah, they kinda of so want to establish a kind of, it's yeah, quite fun. Yeah. Like um one of the old Alien versus Predator games has um a similar thing in its story where like it's from off, like a farm of aliens so they used to stamp numbers on its head. So you played ah, six and yeah, it has six like round ah. it's little things like that. Like yeah. if you want to sort of make a character out of one, that's sort of how you do it. it but it? not really necessarily at this point because it wouldn't have really mattered if this was the alien that freed the Queen Alien or not. It's just an alien. Yeah, it's just an alien. Yeah. So and then you've got them sort of so at this point I think they're just trying to get out. What, the humans or the aliens? The human and the predator. Yeah, I guess. They're just yeah. trying to get out of there. So the predator's shown that he has a bomb. Yeah. So basically, like, just to blow up the rest of the aliens, they plan it in the facehugger room, which is also the weird chamber yeah. room with everyone on it. And you realise that the archaeologist is still alive. Yeah, but, but he's the last one. So. And he's just like, no, like, it's too far. The predator goes to kill him, but holds off to see if the human will kill him. Yeah. Which he does. Um, which I think is another endearing thing that's kind of needed to sort of show that she understands that it is about survival. Absolutely, that's, yeah. that's what the whole thing is. It's not to do with feelings or thoughts. It's to do with, you know, getting out of there and getting out of there alive. And yeah. The greatness of, like, the human race and everything. So, yeah, you've got the, the bomb being laid and then you've got, like, the great bit where they jump on the cart and <laughs> speed up yeah. the, speed up the tunnel while the, the bomb's going off behind There's them. There's also a Predator reference in that bit where... Um... When they're about to escape on the, a cart up through the tunnel, um, the predator gets like grabbed by an alien, and she says, "Oh, you're one ugly mother for, uh, for yeah. predator." Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's like you know, everybody loves a ticking bomb. Obviously, it helps speed things up a little bit, and then they just sort of get out of there. And obviously, with killing off the archaeologists and stuff as well, it's only kind of like a due diligence to just let you know that by the way, everybody else that came on this thing is now dead. So you feel free to leave now. Like yeah, you can, yeah. there's the door. Um, and they escape and then um, uh, questionable as to whether I liked it or not um, final climax sequence where the queen alien um, bursts through the ground, bursts through the ground <laughs> and sort of gives chase and uh, starts fighting our characters um, I mean I'm not like gonna I can't even really think about what I felt about the sort of queen aliens I mean I can take it or leave it like queen alien stuff is fine by me if you want to make me nostalgic for aliens but mm-hmm. I don't like you know it's not needed no um, it also, the film could have worked without yeah, like, and also the stuff in Alien, like, it's mostly all practical puppetry crane stuff, mm-hmm. and that's kind of fun. Um, CG, not really that interesting. No. Um, mm-hmm. But it definitely sort of had its moments, you know, like, there's a, a predator death fake out, and he swoops in at the last second to, like, get the Queen Alien in the neck, just as you think that it's going to yeah. kill the main character and stuff. And even that little bit, sort of, like, you know, again, it's kind of like um, 
when I said in Freddy vs. Jason when they sort of get to the end and they start fighting you're kind of like yeah let's go yeah, you're like, um, there's a bit when when the first fight in Alien vs. Predator starts uh, the first big one you're kind of like yeah fight like, let's go um, and it has kind of the same thing at the end with the Queen Alien and I, again I, I kind of knock it but it still kind of gets me kind of excited you're yeah. kind of like oh this is kind of awesome yeah. like you know just a predator fighting the equivalent of an alien in dragon form. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's good stuff. Like you know, it's not anything incredible. No. The effects are a little bit dated and stuff. And yeah, it's a bit over the top, but it's good fun. Like yeah, yeah. as I say, both these movies work if you're just not taking them too seriously and no. you're just going in to kind of watch them. The, I mean, the films that all these films come from, like the Night Nightmare on Elm Street films and the Friday the Thirteenth films and the Alien films and the Predator films are incredible films in their self, like so like cult worthy and incredibly made films that we already know that these are well made films. You don't need. I mean, as soon as you put a versus thing in there, you you should really know that it's not taken too seriously. Like no. you've got the serious versions of this. This is just kind of something go, going in that you can kind of switch your brain off for and just yeah, sort of like, enjoy it for what it is I think if I was to suggest one thing like maybe watch them the other way around like if we're suggesting this a double feature I would say swap them around and do Alien vs Predator first and then oh, finish yeah, with yeah. Freddy vs Jason only just because like you can kind of switch your brain you can switch your brain off for both of them but I think that you know Alien vs Predator sort of not, doesn't demand to be taken more seriously and nor does it deserve to be taken too seriously but obviously it's not quite in light as tone as Freddy vs. Jason is. Yes, um, so, but yeah. I still find Alien vs. Predator somehow more entertaining, and I can't really yes. explain why. Yes, that was kind of like why I enjoyed it the way that we done it. Yeah. I completely get why you're saying like it's a bit more easier watching Freddy vs. Jason. But I think, yeah, the, the enjoyableness, like I did slightly enjoy Alien vs. Predator more. And there's not much more to it. I think the only really resounding thing that I think deserves a bit more attention about Alien vs Predator is that the main character is actually quite good they yes. sort of take the archetype yeah. that has kind of become a bit of an example with Alien movies now where it's like Ripley's a survivor kind of thing mm-hmm. which isn't really you know at least the way I sort of see it Ripley's one two and three like four doesn't matter yeah. doesn't, it never happened it's fan fiction yeah. um, and you know like to sort of take that like they tried it with like even um, Alien Covenant with um the girl's yes, name or yep. I'm going to completely forget yep. no. um, Daniels I think her name was and they tried the same thing and it just didn't work they yep. tried to sort of take what Ripley's character was without really really putting it in you know? yeah. and they took the sort of core elements of it for Alien vs Predator and it actually kind of worked as it mm-hmm. made sense like um, the Predator actually sort of brands her at the end because the Predator branded himself mm-hmm. um, by getting his first kill so when the main character kills the alien at the end he sort of marks her as a sort of warrior as well so when the rest of the predators come down to take the dead body of our hero predator away um they can tell they, that she's yeah and well. they sort of look at her with their respect mm-hmm. and they actually give her like a spear thing mm-hmm. and it's like you know it's just like, like it's fair enough like you can get through a horror movie and survive it but to get through a horror movie and survive it and then be recognized as like you know an actual capable like hunter that's respected mm-hmm. by a weird alien race of hunters like good for you yeah, yeah. like it's like the the better of the fr- final girls like, yeah absolutely you know, like and it's not it, like again she's not a deep character but it just works like mm-hmm. she's endearing and yeah. she actually has common sense yeah. and they put i think a more that like, she knows what she's doing and she's not too emotional in this no which i feel like is the problem like freddie versus jason which is a lot in those sort of films um you have the really emotional like innocent 
mm. character, which like is what Laurie plays in whereas in like Alien vs Predator the lead Lex she's just none of it is emotionally no, driven really. it's, it's more just that it's survived she's crying it. a lot because her friends are all dying but then she'll stop when the next scary bit comes up yes yes and like there's no there's no time to stop and like have a wee cry when you're um, Lexi from Alien vs Predator you're kind yeah. of you're kind of going and that's uh, an endearing quality to have in a main character mm. as well like the little touches of backstory really help as well. There's a bit where she talks about like her, her dead dad died on like expedition with her when they were like climbing up yeah, the mountains together and stuff. And um, she like obviously she sees that Wayland is um quite ill. Um, tr- she's trying to explain to him why yeah. you shouldn't come along. Yeah, he's pretty much like close to death, which is why the predator yep. spares him. So you can see that he's so ill. But like the fact that she cares enough to say you're not coming or we're not doing this because you're not well kind of thing just means to show that again like. Your character's a human being, yeah. like she's a nice enough Which person. Which has that great bit from Wayland where um, she, she obviously explains that they got oh, to yeah. the, the top of this peak and she shared a bottle of champagne with her dad. Yeah. And then on the way down, like. He died from he a blood died clot. He died from a blood clot before he even reached the, like, their camp. And she's trying to say it to, like, obviously dissuade Wayland to go on the journey. And Wayland straight away is like, no, but do you think your father remembers like dying on the like the way down, or do you think he remembers his accomplishment like the top of a mountain or drinking champagne with his daughter? With his daughter, and yeah. it's kind of like oh yeah, yeah. Like the same mindset. Yeah, <laughs> Just... like you know, again, like I don't looking at like the scores and stuff for this movie is surprisingly low, and I just I, I can I don't see it like. Also, in a world where Alien vs. Predator Requiem exists, I really don't oh, understand yeah, that. Because, yeah. like, I, I, again, I've not seen that in a million years, but I can guarantee you that it's definitely bad. Yeah. Like, I never would have expected watching Alien vs. Predator now that I'd actually come out of a bigger, as a bigger fan of Alien vs. Predator than I, I was yeah. years ago. Um, that's the last thing I would have expected. But in a world of AVP2s and Alien prequel movies yeah. and Shane Black's The Predator, then yeah. I actually think we've kind of got a better deal. Yeah. I think all in all, like these work quite well as double features. They're both easy going films. Like, yeah. As I say, versus films aren't really there to take things too seriously. No. Um, and for what they are, I mean, as I say, like, I mean, you were saying about like AVP two. Mm-hmm. Um, there was supposed to be a Freddy versus Jason two, but um, kind of glad that that didn't happen. Like. I can't even imagine what you'd do to be no. honest. You'd have I mean, to, as you know. they say, like they did. Um, they started a comic book series after Fred vs. Jason right. and the second film wasn't made, um, which is, yeah, Fred vs. Jason and then it's introduced to Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Oh, right, okay. Um, that's in the comic book and that was sort of because the, the second film wasn't made. So that's probably where they would have gone if yeah. they were doing the film. Which is a cool idea, a cool concept, yeah. but, um, you know, after as I say, stage. these things work as sort of like a singular film. Yeah. It's not something that you're wanting loads sequels to. It's no. just something like mind numbing and you know something you can stick on and sort of enjoy for what it is yeah it. absolutely and but I mean, yeah it's probably the last sort of good installment either of these particular mm-hmm. franchises i mean i don't know what yeah. the well obviously they're not in footage to friday the 13th or um nightmare now shooting a long time but yes yes well i mean um, they've done the friday 13th the newer ones the remake there's one remake no i think there was two was there yeah, oh I can't keep up with it um, but yeah as you say after after the points of these films is kind of the the points of these films yeah. they're you know sort of like they were good and stuff 
Yeah, no. And yeah, it made cool. for a refreshing change of pace. I mean, yeah, we just wanted to do something a bit more easy going, especially with this quarantine at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> and when you watch two movies back to back, not going to lie, it's pretty exhausting, <laughs> like, yeah. especially for some of our choices already. Yeah. There's been a lot of... It can be a bit draining, so sometimes watching two movies back to back that are actually just a little bit lighter is not a bad thing at no, all. No, no, um, no. Especially because I think it, and overall in the end, I think it's a successful double feature, probably mm. more so. Yeah, but so yeah, you want to see what we're doing? Next what month? are we doing next again? Next one is you. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, go for it. Oof. <laughs> oh no! What was it? <laughs> so we will be looking at. Oh, I can't remember what we said this was going to be. Black and white surrealist body horror? Oh my no, no. <laughs> I know, this is going to be like the hardest watching uh... of all of it because both of the films that we're doing, I am absolutely petrified of. And I've only watched these films. I've watched one of them twice and I've watched the other one once because they actually make me sick. Um, one, of them is, well. one of them is my one of my least favorite films of all time due the I think it's scary too yeah. scary and the other one is actually one of my favorite films of all time just probably in general yeah um, but I don't find it particularly scary no well, I'm the exact same one of these are one of my favorite films ever made yeah one of them is generally so sickening that I really do struggle to watch yeah, so. I do, yeah. <laughs> to actually watch these throughout is gonna it's gonna be a hard one but should I say what they are no, I'll just leave it no. there. What weird black and white things can people figure yeah. out for them? Black and white surrealist body horror film. I mean, there is only a fair few. I will say they're both from different places yeah. and different directors. Yes. But they are some of the archetypes for... Um, and their plots have nothing These genres, no, <laughs> no. Completely different films. I mean, obviously, there's influences from a lot of not just surrealist, surrealist film but surrealist art and in general um, they were definitely of an era and yep they're <laughs> they're up where they're like some of the most traumatising film ever it's going to be awful it's um, going to be awful but uh, yeah so you can <laughs> come and enjoy that if you would like next time yeah absolutely well until then have a good one stay safe yep yeah. see you next time <laughs>